episode of Two Girls, One Podcast is all about getting that bun in your oven. And by bun, we mean a very realistic-looking baby doll. And by oven, we mean a literal oven. Confused yet? You won't be if you just commit to the next 45 minutes of explanatory audio. How's that for a teaser, hmm? And now, here are the hosts who look so real, you might mistake them for actual people. Alison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hi guys, I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. Allie and I are performers who've performed the internet for a lot of years in a show called Blogologs. We use the internet as our script. It was a live comedy show. She and I then went on to make a web series called Two Girls, One Show on Hoo Ha where we interviewed people behind internet posts we found interesting, went on scripted adventures, and now we are condensing everything to the best part, the interviews here on Two Girls, One Podcast with The Daily Dot and Mr. Matt Silverman. Welcome. (laughs) Trying out some new sounds. What do you think? Does anyone else think of Beetlejuice? Yes. Yes. I would like to hear more of that one. I really like that one. Yeah, I was like really... That's all I got. I was feeling it. Damn it, Matt. That's all I got. (laughs) I recently saw Beetlejuice the musical on Broadway because a, a good friend of mine from back in the day is in the show, very talented Broadway performer, and uh, it slaps. It's a great show. Like, I would never think really? to go and That's see Beetlejuice, so but it's, 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 you know, it's quite <laughs> Ellie, good. what are you so upset uh, about? It used to be that playwrights would work their way up to have their show debut on Broadway, and it was a whole thing. That was the whole point of Broadway, wasn't it? Like, back in the day, and now it's just like Beetlejuice, the musical. To be fair, though, a playwright most likely adapted that, and that movie is really old. I know. They get hired to do it. Now it's like top down rather well, than Well, now the playwrights up. are becoming... TV writers, yeah. Theater doesn't pay, and then they jump ship. But then they come back. Um, Cool, cool, cool. And also, like, it's very expensive to put on a show, and so you need a a sure thing like Frozen or Beetlejuice to, like, get people in the seats. And it's a sad reality. At the same time, the ones that really break through still are the originals. Seems that way. Yeah. So there's that. Hamilton. Um, Hey, Matt, you know other performers besides us? Yeah, one or two. I know. I'm so jealous right now. I too love those original shows that like come out of nothing and break through like The Lion King. Okay. Like that was a huge hit. Where'd that come from? Nowhere. Okay, sit down, Matthew. Totally original. That something about that cue, like I feel, I feel like, it too. It's perfect it. for us. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Was was that a full musical number in Beetlejuice the musical? Yes. So to their credit, um, they adapted it. But like the movie, I don't remember the movie as clearly as other people who I was seeing it with. But like they could like tore it apart and flipped it around. Like the movie is not really about Lydia apparently, but the musical is focused entirely on this teenage girl who lost her mother and is trying to figure out a way to find her again. And that's apparently not the focus of the movie. And in the movie, Beetlejuice does not come out for like 40 minutes. And in the play, he's like, boom, I'm here. He's like doing crowd work with the audience. Very well done. In the movie, isn't it that they die and they want to scare the new tenants out of their house? 
Correct. So that's the premise of the show as well, but they just kind of flip the narrative mm. uh, on its head a bit, and, and it works. It works well. All right. Still not going to say it. <laughs> did we already discuss how I did see Harry Potter part one, and then there was the New York blackout, and I never saw part two? I don't two. think we did. Did we already discuss mm. that? I'm so angry. No. <laughs> that happens. End of discussion. Was it good though? Because you're a Harry Potter fan, and then this came to the stage as, uh, but it was a new I think thing. That it was a the new story is actually kind of dumb, but the way that they do it and the effects and the lighting. Oh my gosh, Jen, did you know our blogologues lighting designer Nick Salium oh, did the lights for cool. Harry Potter on Broadway? We've nice. launched a career well, I mean, of team, so many. Yeah. Yeah, oh just my God. kidding. So I'm cool. totally kidding. But we have had a bunch of people pass through that show who did really well. But actually, so many people that were in our show. Look at us, yeah, a bunch of hacks doing just Broadway kidding. things. <laughs> nice. Guys, I'm I'm doing a blogalog. I know. Sketch what do you? What sketch LA. are you doing? There's a show. Whoa. I'm. A, I have mixed feelings about it, as Jen knows. We've discussed this, but basically, someone has come along and done the same exact show but in an easier God damn more them. scalable way in la <laughs> really well, wait somewhere else in la in la, in LA. i mean it's it's new uh. here it's new but you know jen and i would source material create sketches and it was i mean there's a ton of work to just even find the material and then come up with these scenarios and create these whole sketches with lights and music and dance and whatever in th- in the la version they have different performers every time they have i think they have like 10 performers in every show and they bring their own piece and their own interpretation that makes sense but then to me that sounds like the the quality may vary like you might yes, have a killer sure. performer for with sure. a good idea and then you might have a for like sure. five duds I in a row i also like, think so. it's different because it's not in it's not as um yes. i think theatrical or as reimagined as ours because it's at the it's it's on a mm-hmm. it's on like a stage that's really intended for stand-up so it's different it's different uh, but if you're in LA, October 11th, I'll be performing at the Comedy Store. <laughs> which uh, which sketch are you doing? I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, here's the thing. Comedy Store is, is big. That's uh, that's an awesome stage to be. I've never been, but it's legendary. Upstairs room, but yes, don't say it's the upstairs room. Upstairs room. But I'm excited. No, but off air, Jen and I need I need to I need advice on which sketch I should do. <laughs> because also like because it is a tiny stage i can't do anything where there's like a lot of moving around and doing shit you know for those of you who had never sure, had sure. the uh privilege of seeing our show ali has played so many amazing characters like you just asking me what's like should i play sketch- Hitler for this, <laughs> you should or- do i don't know <laughs> i was thinking of the dr ruth character or like the woman who gave mm. advice the muppet vagina character i was also thinking about the female orgasm Wait, character what? the um the muppet vagina <laughs> yeah. oh i know what you're talking about i know what you're talking about yeah you're correct yeah okay good <laughs> nobody else does but but anyway let's get into today's episode today's which is crazy really exciting it's about our lord and savior jesus christ no it's not <laughs> Is it, wait, well, isn't it? Because that's where babies come from. Being reborn. Oh, I see. I see. So, I, see. Um, I thought it was clever. That's not well, what we're doing. We're co- I thought I was going to learn we're so cover- much. You still are. We're covering a topic. Okay. It's called reborns <laughs> with an S. Similar, but plural. Mm. So it's like a bunch of Jesuses. Yeah. Like Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Or is that where Jesuits is from? <laughs> Basically, guys, these are hyper-realistic baby dolls known as reborns uh, that 
there's a whole artistic community around, a whole role play community around. It's really thriving because of social media. If you go to YouTube and type in Reborns, you can start to see people either creating, designing, or playing with these dolls that look like really real little babies and they're weighted. And to say these are adults and they have various reasons for doing it. We're going to talk to a guest today who's an artist for one of these dolls. Um, but for some people, they're therapy. Uh, maybe they lost a child. Maybe it's an elderly person who enjoys holding babies. Other people just like a piece of art. So we really are interested in digging into it. I'd really love to know how many listeners saw that one coming. <laughs> but I was just about to say how viral it is. <laughs> Ali, how many views did that video you just watched have? Oh, yes. Yeah. So the guest that we're interviewing today, her most popular YouTube video in which she takes a fake baby doll that she created and pretends that it shits itself has 30 million views. Yeah. As Matt was saying earlier, which I totally agree, I thought that this was a community of like 10,000, but super fervent about it. But I mean, it's like 30 million views. This is why my career is dead, (laughs) because I will never understand what people want or don't want. Because if someone was like, Allie, make a super realistic lifelike doll and pretend that it shits itself, that I that's not what I would think would be the hit. It's like the iPhone. No one knew they wanted an iPhone until Steve Jobs made the iPhone Uh, and changed the world. I think this is the same. It's a little different, but I see what you're saying. (laughs) Mm, I don't think so. I think it's exactly the same. What if we had a reborn doll holding an iPhone? (laughs) What do you think? How would it do? (laughs) Keep working. Cool. (laughs) I'll keep working. (laughs) Something I'm interested in that I don't quite understand that maybe you two can illuminate for me is the idea of the uncanny valley. Because doesn't that come into play with these dolls? And if so, what the hell is that? Oh, yeah. The Uncanny Valley is like where it looks so similar, but like not quite. So there's something off. I think that's basically what the Uncanny Valley is. Where it like elicits right? human feelings. I think there's a better definition than is that. Matt's sighing. Oh, Matt's really upset. Let me know when. Do you need. Yes. Let me know if you need me to mansplain. Cue the mansplaining. Like, cue me in. I mean, I think I think generally it has to do with like technology when it approaches a certain point. All right. Yeah, you're right. Go, Matt. You're right. Um, no, I th- you're basically right. But it's about the representation, like in a robot or an animated character, of like it looks so lifelike that you're almost fooled, but there's just a something about it where your brain's like, no, this is not a real human. And that distance between it's really, really good and this is totally fake makes you uncomfortable. That's the uncanny valley. And we're at a point like with CGI, where if you were to animate a CGI character, like a robot, a dinosaur, looks pretty good in a movie. But if you anim- if you make create a human character in a CGI movie and you look at it, you're like, uh, we need 10 more years of CGI before you're actually going to replace human actors right now we can't do it just yet you know (laughs) that's the uncanny valley in entertainment it's it applies in robotics too and and of course to these dolls of like they they are like you said hyper realistic they really do look like human babies but they're still creations of their art art, artistic creations and you look very close and you're like oh this is this is not a baby and that's kind of weirding me out sometimes you know that's that's Mm -hmm. what that is I uh, I'm a little worried that our listeners um this episode in particular this is a podcast 
But there's a visual that people kind of need to see with this one. Like these dolls look like yeah. living babies and and they charge yeah. hundreds of dollars yeah. for them. And this is a whole online community that I did not know existed. Man, I love that after 100 episodes, hi, macrophilia, <laughs> that one was huge. I'm still fucking learning you things. You all can Google it, but a little plug for Daily Dot. Uh, there's an article that recently came out uh, end of August. Jessica Klein wrote it. It's called, It's Not That Weird to Be an Adult Who Loves Hyper-Realistic Baby Dolls. We actually were interested in this topic about a year ago, but now we're reintroduced through this article, which is why we decided to get this episode going. So look up that article and you can see some pictures of these babies. Mm -hmm. We'll link to it in the show notes as well. Jen, you mentioned YouTube. I also wanted to add that they're big on Instagram mm. if people want to look them up there too. Trivia! All right! Today's episode is about uh, Reborns, dolls that are incredibly lifelike. Today's trivia is about a different kind of doll. Perhaps you've heard of it. Mm, a little off the radar. Uh, it's called the Barbie doll. Anyone? Never? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little yeah. kind of indie. Specifically, the gender stereotypes around your typical Barbie. A group of artists and activists known as the Barbie Liberation Organization, or the BLO for short, gained notoriety in 1993 for doing what? I have three choices. Why have we not interviewed the BLO? I mean, are they still around? We could look into that. Uh, this was 93, okay, so... let's hear it early internet and i don't think this was much of an internet stunt uh but i uh, this is more of an irl kind of thing three choices a they swapped the voice boxes of 300 barbies and gi joes and then returned them to store shelves so that barbie would say vengeance is mine and gi joe would say the beach is the great place for the summer it seems involved but i love it yeah, if Matt made that up, that's... Yeah, uh, yeah, you got okay. more. There's more. B, they slipped a tiny Barbie-sized full version, the full text of the Feminine Mystique into 300 Barbie packages Aww. so that when girls would Ooh. buy them, they would see this book. Or C, Ooh. they shaved the heads of 300 Barbie dolls in the store so they'd be less appealing to little girls. C is the least clever, but I feel like it's the most likely. It like required the least amount of <laughs> planning, sneakiness. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm gonna go with C. I want it to be B, but I'm feeling like it's A. All right. But Jen, we could go do uh, B or C if you'd like. <laughs> if A turns out to be real. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah. How are you thinking? Yeah, I'm not licensing yeah. these fake ideas, so you're welcome to t to steal them, take them. Uh, I won't. I won't mind. Thank you. All right, so Allie's going with A. <laughs> I didn't Baby ask. A goes with A. Jen, you're sticking with C. Sticking with C. We will find out the correct answer about the Barbie Liberation Organization after this very important commercial break. And now a real advertisement entitled Chair That Looks Like a Toaster from the only website where it's not weird for kitchen appliances and furniture to be interchangeable, craigslist.org. I built this chair that looks like a toaster. The piece of toast can come out. The toast upper downer handle can move up and down. A bit tough to do though and it lights up red from the inside. 
The outside is made of aluminum. It's not super comfortable to sit on, but I like to set my laptop on it and listen to music or something. <sighs> More of a novelty. I'm moving and need to get it off my hands. If anyone is interested, it's for free. Or for any artist donations you'd like to give. Wow, there's all sorts of art out there these days I didn't know existed. That's what we're learning on this episode. I, think. I mean, so. that's a broad definition <laughs> yeah. of art, but yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hyper-realistic babies and toaster chairs. I <laughs> think it's great. Yeah. What if you put the baby in the toaster mm. chair? Mm -hmm. We'll find out soon. Now you're, yeah. now you're thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of baby dolls, today's trivia is all about the Barbie doll, the Barbie Liberation Organization, the BLO. In 1993, they did a little stunt that they got some attention for. What was it? A, they swapped the voice boxes of 300 Barbies and G.I. Joes. B, they slipped tiny, complete versions of the feminine mystique into 300 Barbie packages. Or C, they shaved the heads of 300 Barbies to make them less appealing for little girls. Allie, baby A, you went with A. Mm-hmm. Jen, you went with C. <laughs> yes. The correct answer is... A, wow. voice box swap with G.I. Joe. That's great, Jen. That means you and I can still do B and C. That's correct. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Mm -hmm. B is still, still much more clever than C, though. Yeah. That's awesome. That they, how, how the hell did they do that? They bought all the dolls from various toy stores. Then they like very precisely, surgically removed the voice boxes, swapped them out. So you have like these like Barbies on steroids who are like, attack, vengeance is mine. Eat lead, Cobra. Like Barbie dolls would say that. And then G.I. Joe's would be saying things like, will we ever have enough clothes? <sighs> and let's plan our dream wedding. Wow. And then they go back on the shelves. They would return them to the stores as, as unopened packages. And then uh, kids would be horrified slash delighted by these, uh, these swaps. Way to go, Blow, or BLO. I just like calling them Blow. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I am more interested in uh, the G.I. Joes that people got saying the Barbie things than the Barbies saying the G.I. Joe things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But okay. anyway, I'm excited to do uh, B and C with you, Jen. Me too, Allie. <gasps> and I'm proud of Matt for making up that other shit. Always. <laughs> right. Just a quick quick editor's note here. Uh, we do not condone vandalism or theft or modification of products in commercial toy stores. Thanks. Or do we? <laughs> On that note, let's have our interview. <laughs> Speaking of commercial products. Freeborns. <laughs> We're so excited to have our guest with us. We're talking with Stephanie Ortiz, who is a YouTuber, Reborn artist, and collector. Stephanie's channel is In Love with Reborn's 2011. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. We're thrilled to have you. Now let's talk about fake babies. <laughs> oh, you need one? I've got some. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I had to send you a photo. I hear you do, but they're out of my price range. <laughs> well, you know, I take credit and payments and uh you know depending upon where you might want to promote it it might be for free wow, wow. good deal marketing 
Yeah. Let's get into it. We defined reborns for our audience, but we might have fucked it up. How would you define reborns? Wait, you brought me here to fix a mistake? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, that's why your emo is very vague. I have so <laughs> many things I need you to fix. The list is long, but let's start here. Okay. So reborns are, I mean, basically it's a, it's a, okay. So we had porcelain dolls, right? And as a kid, you know, 30 years ago when I was a kid, I had Cabbage Patch. It was like, man, why can't this be more realistic? And so Reborns are a vinyl doll that's been sculpted by somebody who has incredible talent that can sculpt a baby. It's turned into vinyl and then artists paint it. And so it's artwork, like they're not made with the intention for children or to play with, you know, some people, yeah, we do change them because they're cute and whatever, but they are, they're artwork. So, you know, if you own a reborn doll from like my wife or myself, we're very reputable artists. We're worldwide known artists in the industry. It could be valued a lot more if I drop dead right now. (laughs) Wow. Please don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. Not on air. So... Yes, please. Not right now. Afterwards. So, you know, it really is. It's a hobby. It's art. It's 3D art, 40 art, art, Mm. I guess, because you can hold it. I don't know how you would put that. So bottom line, it's art. There are people who do use them for therapeutic reasons. But then again, drinking a Diet Coke is therapeutic. So, you know, I don't go right. (laughs) It is. I'm drinking one right now. Like, oh, my God. Got to go on air. (laughs) Where's my drink? You feeling feeling good? I'm feeling good. Um, But so why do you think that they are so popular? Because Jen and I are blown away by how wildly popular these Reborns are. Well, you know, um, they were not this popular. We've been in the industry about 10 years now. Um, Back then, it was really, really small uh, YouTube community, right? Um, It's I think it's because they have now been featured on larger social media platforms. You know, I did the doctor's TV show. And so I think they're just getting out there. Like the when I was on the doctor's show, no, the New York Post wrote about me. And that article went viral on Facebook. It was like, <laughs> and then it would die down. And six months later, it would go viral again. And I'm like, geez, when are you going to stop? I'm tired of getting these hate messages. <laughs> and Wait, so, what kind of hate messages? Think, <laughs> you're, you're a creep. You should be locked in a mental institution. They should take your child away. You're lesbian. You know, just like, oh my God, it's on and on. But I think it's just through social media now, they're becoming more mainstream. And you see people like Shane Dawson got one and Graveyard Girls getting into them. And now, now that's what's really driving more traffic. Like, I just really proud thing that I did recently is I sold twins to a reborn vlog, no, to a vlogging channel. I'm sorry. They're called that YouTube channel is their name. And they have over 3 million subscribers and they just do like, you know, uh, mystery finds and regular vlogging. They just want to have fun with the dolls. And I was like, Oh my God, I just did it. I sold to a huge channel and they're just going to use them as a hobby item, like share it. And it's going to go out there even further. So that was a big deal to me recently. So, Stephanie, take us back to when these uh, dolls first came into your life. How did it happen? And what what how, what did you think at the time? Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty crazy. That was back in like November 2011. Um, my wife was collecting Monster High dolls. And she, I am going 
on my lunch breaks to all these targets and Walmarts looking for these freaking dolls and they're just sold out. And finally I'm like, you know, I am tired of going to Walmart and target 10 times a day. I was like, why don't you go on eBay? And she's like, eBay. And I'm thinking you're a UC Davis student. You don't know what eBay is. I'm like, yeah, go on eBay. So we search, we go on there and it has categories. It's got doll categories and we see one and it says reborns. And I'm like, reborns, what is that? And I tell her, click on it. She clicks on it. And I'm like, oh my God, they're selling real children on eBay. They probably are. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. I was like, there's no way these are dolls. Like we're going through them. And I, I spent hours upon hours looking at these freaking dolls. And she's like, why are you kind of like obsessed with it? I said, well, I've always loved baby dolls. You know, even though I'm a very tomboy person, I've always just loved dolls. I love them. And uh, she's like, well, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, nothing. I don't want anything. She's like, get a doll. And I'm like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm crazy. And now look at you. And so that's how it started. Yeah. Now look at me. <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> so that's how we found him is that is looking for monster high dolls. And then she bought me one and it was just like, Oh my freaking God. <laughs> so, um, to back it up one more step, when I got the doll, I was like, I don't, I kind of didn't feel right about it. I was like, you know, I like dolls and I don't think it's real. It's just like a, it's a hobby, you know? And that's my wife said, why don't you go on YouTube? And I didn't know what YouTube was actually. I spelled it with a U and T-U-B-E. Wait, what year was this? It was uh, 2011. <laughs> oh my God. Where were you living? Fresno. No, What's going on in I Fresno? I was living in Sacramento. <laughs> so, you know, I should have been on top of it. I don't know if that's better or worse. Yeah. No, that's, that's close and enough I'm to San Francisco. And I'm not that old, so it's okay. like, why didn't you know what YouTube was? Well, I was working a job yeah, that how? just demanded a lot of my freaking time, and I was too busy, you know, why YouTube? I'll just go to the bar. I don't know. I respect that. You were living in real life. I'm into it. Okay. I was living in real life, not <laughs> yeah, the internet. Yeah, I don't know what that is anymore. We searched for it there, and then that's where she saw, like, ladies um, painting them. And she's like, I think I can do that. And I doubted it because I never, you know, here my wife's going to UC Davis for neurobiology, double major. And I'm like, I didn't know you were an artist. Uh -huh. <laughs> I know you're smart. And, but she's like super talented at everything. So lo and oh, behold. so annoying. <laughs> I know, right? But so we just, she started it. I watched her make all the mistakes <laughs> and then I learned from that. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> See, you came out on top there. Yeah, but then I went into making monsters because I was like, oh my God, these babies, they have too many rules to follow the monsters. I can do whatever and get away with it. <laughs> and then the monsters didn't work out. You were making monsters and what, there's just not the same audience for that? Uh, yeah, there was like really good monster makers and, you know, I, I'm average, so they didn't, they weren't <laughs> so You're an desirable. average monster maker, <laughs> but a stellar baby maker. I, I like to think I'm a stellar baby maker, but I'm a stellar baby maker, but I just have low self-esteem. <laughs> they're just basically like i took a baby doll kit and i painted it to look like a zombie i want to see um, that one like a like a vampire uh, oh god you want to see that one yeah i have some that i make here and <laughs> there i make one about a year so these are baby monsters it's like a baby vampire yeah they're just baby doll uh-huh yeah i'll send That's you a photo awesome. yeah it's got like black uh, eyes yeah. Cool, cool. I make them now that I know how to make, you know, really nice human realistic skin. 
I try to make zombies that are just like bitten and turning into a zombie. So humans that are just turning. There's got to be a market for that. (laughs) Oh, there is. There is. And I have friends that are in that market and they're really well known, but I'm really well known in the reborn Mm -hmm. side. So when you try to cross like the market, it just, you know, you're just like, I'll make these for fun here and there because everybody wants the reborns, the regular babies. Stephanie, when was the first time you realized that this was taking off for you? Uh, the first time I realized that this was taking off for me was four years ago when I made a wrong career change. I used to manage landscaping companies and um, I got laid off and I realized that the economy was just not doing well in that industry because we were in drought. And so I don't know. I just went home and started just working my busting my ass off like oh my god I don't have a job and I'm the income and my wife we just got ourselves in the gear and next thing I know we're five years later I'm still doing this like not working for somebody else still needing insurance (laughs) tell me about it sometimes I meet meet people at parties and they're like ah they like apologize because they have some like real boring job and I'm like yeah but I hear you have benefits and those sound great yeah, I've heard right? about a 401k. Sounds exciting. <laughs> right? Okay, so when did you start the you you have YouTube and you have an Instagram channel, right? Oh my god, girl, I have a lot. <laughs> and when when did you start all that? Um, I started the YouTube was like a month or two before Jackie, that's my wife, um, started painting the dolls. And the Instagram followed probably like maybe two years after that. Maybe a year or two. It wasn't at the same time. But now I have, you know, a Facebook page that reaches like 52,000 people and Patreon and... (laughs) Did you decide, oh, I need to create these channels to market the dolls or did you create them, realize people were flocking to them? My wife, when I first got the doll, I remember when I said I wasn't feeling very comfortable about having a doll. And I think at that time being 27 years old, 28 years old, she was like, go on YouTube. And that's, you know, I didn't know how to spell YouTube. And, um... (laughs) She said, look for other ladies, you know, there's gotta be them. And I did find other people. And so I just started watching their channels and seeing what they were doing. And I was like, oh, okay, they're normal. They're treating these like, like I am like a collecting piece. Like you go to target and you're like, oh my God, that's a cute outfit. I'm going to buy it from that doll I have and change it, you know, or so I started, then I was one day I felt comfortable and I was like, I'm going to make a video but I was like, nobody say anything and nobody come in the bedroom or I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and so like for a couple years, we recorded, like if anybody walked into the room, we looked at them like we were going to kill them. We're like, you just ruined my video. Like we couldn't record in front of each other. It was hilarious. Uh, but now we don't care. Yes. So yeah, I turned to it for normal to be normal, uh, normalize my hobby. And, um, now I, I utilize it. I'm like, wow, I got a lot of fans. I can utilize my business here. Right. How much do you charge for a doll? Well, okay. So for a custom doll, like if you came to me and you wanted a custom work and let's say you want the whole shebang with like rooted hair, which is like the hair is from an alpaca and you take a needle and it's shoved into the child's head many many times <laughs> not a real child's head let me just clear that up it's a baby it's a doll an alpaca yeah an alpaca Interesting. so we're utilizing their fur there's no animals harmed they have to be clipped for the seasons guys Peta, calm down okay where do you get the alpaca fur? from an alpaca do you have your own alpaca <laughs> but like on ebay 
It's right here in my backyard. Now you're yeah. coming to see me in Allie. Fresno? No, Allie, I don't have okay. the one. But there's a zoo. <laughs> Fresno. Uh, so we order it. There are people in the industry who have alpaca farms and they uh, condition it, they clean it. So yeah, so we order from there online. It's pretty expensive. It's about $55 an ounce. <laughs> that's not weed. That is hair. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. So if, if that's so expensive, the babies must be pretty expensive. Yeah. So um, with rooted hair, it would be $1,200. Okay. So there are some artists who can charge more um, because I don't, I don't know why they're like, they're in Spain. They just have this like collectors who will rich collectors um, and they charge more, but I I have a very reasonable price Mm -hmm. without rooted hair. The doll would be $900, but now there's dolls on my website because these are dolls that I just make for fun. They're cheaper because they're just fun. There's no demands. And how much are those? Uh, right now, I have a good range of um, four ninety five to seven ninety five. I think right now, but the times have changed. So through the years, let's say um, a year and a half ago, I could put my doll on my Instagram for eight ninety five, and it would sell within twenty four hours. No budging on my price. But there's been a lot. China has come in and has started fabricating a lot of dolls that don't look like these photos that they're selling. And so it's putting a bad reputation for the hobby because they're afraid to shop online because they're not getting what's in the photo. Go figure. And so now (laughs) I'm here busting my ass as a real artist and having to take a doll that should have sold for a thousand and sell it for 300 because I need to pay my cable bill, you know, and it's been sitting on my website now for like three weeks. Oh no. Then you have people who are like, you know, they see my price, like Allie would see it and be like, God, that's expensive. It's my car. And she's like, you know what? I don't make my own baby. And she goes and buys the supplies and she's okay with half-ass work. You know, it looks okay. Me? Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with a janky monster baby in my room. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it comes to that, like, I get a lot of, not so, I don't mean to elaborate here, but I get a lot of questions are like, are you scared when you take your doll out shopping? I'm like, no, for one, no one knows it's a freaking doll because yeah, that looks a little crazy. Two, my doll is painted so realistically that when it's sitting there with its eyes open, staring at you, you still think it's real, you know? Really? Yeah. So I'm like, People will never know it's not a doll unless it looks like a hack job. How often do you take it out and has anyone ever noticed that it's a doll? So I take my dolls out. I try to about once a week to make a, an outing video for my viewers. You know, they enjoy it. They think it's really brave and they find encouragement through me taking it out because they see me doing it. They think it's all right. They're going to be fine. Um, so I take them out once a week. They go in a car seat. So just look like, a, you know, taking my baby or my niece out or whatever. Um, the stores where I live, they know it's a doll because they're like, uh, sometimes you have a baby, sometimes you don't. And <laughs> like, they're just confused, but, um, no one ever comes up to me in passing. People have said, Oh, cute baby. Depending upon my mood, I will stop and say, you know what? It's not a baby. It's a baby doll. And when I do that, they're still sitting there for a good minute or two. Like what? They have to touch it. And they're like, oh my God, this is so cool. How neat, you know, 
I think it's wonderful. Um, but for the most part, nobody approaches me. It's like, if I want them to know that I have this doll out there to get a reaction, I have to go to them. And in public, they are all nice. Cause I've done a news outing with ABC uh, 30 here and in public, everybody is nice. If online is where all the trolls are. That is yes. where they live. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Since this is a podcast, would you mind just describing them, the the babies a little bit more and like how much they weigh, what yes. they're made out of? Yeah. Yeah. So the babies are um, sculpted from, you know, looking at a photo of somebody's baby. Some women are really talented or guys and they sculpt it from clay. It is then turned into vinyl. And so when the vinyl comes to us, it can just look like your kitchen wall. It's very neutral, just a pale color. And then we paint them with Genesis heat set paints. They actually do bake in the oven. So I literally bake babies all day long. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that got really we weird do. for we the Jew you. and me. You, <laughs> you know uh-huh. what? We just found out my wife is 2.2 Jew. <laughs> Since you just two said point, that. Did you just say 2.2 two Jew? <laughs> no, point two Jew. <laughs> point she two did Jew. the 23. She per, did per, the 23 percent. in me. Yeah. Percent. She's, she's, percent. she's not two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's point not two, two, point two, point two people. Sorry. She did the 23 in me. That's exciting. I did and it she, too when I was she, 100% Ashkenazi Jewish, which was so upsetting. <laughs> I had, really? I had oh nothing God. else. I thought I'm not even wow. 0.1% anything else. I'm boring. Oh my fuck. God. So my, my wife was 44% um, European and then like Northern, like all this crazy stuff and like hardly Mexican. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is strange. So she's and safe. That's good. <laughs> but I, I, now I'm doing the Jew jokes. I watch a family guy all the time. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 0.2%. Yeah. Fair game. Um, cool. So, uh, where were we? <laughs> what did I make? Baking I babies. Bake them in the oven. <laughs> yeah. Bake them in the oven. Oh and yep. And then, um, they're put together. They have a cloth body inside the limbs though. You use this. It's, they're called glass beads, but really they're sandblasting beads to remove paint from your car. It's super fine glass that you like put in like a machine and it would, it'll take the paint off your car. It goes in the limbs of the doll. Wow. How does the doll feel? Does it feel like, like skin and like, yeah, um, there's a, there's quite, there's a texture on like a very light texture on the vinyl and the way that they're weighted, actually they only weigh about three or four pounds, but the way that the weight is placed in the limbs and the head, they feel like they weigh an average weight of a baby because if you weighted them like a baby, I mean, that's dead weight, you know, a newborn isn't dead weight. So you can't do that. And, um, some have magnets inside their head so they can look like they're taking a pacifier. You just put a magnet on the pacifier and it sticks to their face, but then they have painted hair or rooted hair. They have blushing just like a baby. I mean, little veins, they hold like a baby. It's a trick. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. um, you're gonna have to get one. Yeah. Somebody oh my God. I mean, they're. I mean, I mean, they're so realistic. It's wild. Yeah. 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 Exactly. The whole point of the art is, you know, how realistic can you make it? Like, I'm always experimenting with my artwork. Um, I just made an albino baby. Freaking gorgeous is on my website. Um, I don't make those very often because they're they're a challenge to make, and but they're beautiful when they're done, and it's just it's fun. Art is fun. <laughs> I can get behind that. 
Yeah. You mentioned that they're a comfort and I would love to know what are some of the therapeutic uh, ways that people use the babies? I've sold to people who are battling cancer. They're doing chemotherapy treatments. And so they use them as a anti-anxiety um, coping, mechanism, coping mechanism thing. Um, you know, the therapy, people who have been hurt, going through therapy, use them. Uh, Alzheimer's, use them. They say it helps bring joy to them. I've seen videos of it. It's really cool. Um, some people do buy them because they can't have a baby, but they don't buy them to pretend like it's a real baby. They just want the baby there, like to lay on the bed and occasionally change it or do videos like I do, you know, here and there. We just, we know it's a doll. We have fun with it. Yeah, it's pretty much any kind of illness that, you know, uh, people with bipolar, I've sold to ADHD. They say that calms them when they hold the baby. Like I said, you, you drink Diet Coke because you like it. You know, it's just something you like. It's a doll. There's really nothing wrong with it. Collecting Funko Pops, you know, they make you happy. I mean, some people are cancer patients and they take their Beanie Baby collection with them to their mm -hmm. treatments, you know? So it, it's the same thing. It just looks really crazy because it looks like a real baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder, yeah, I wonder for how many people, like um, I was reading the Daily Doubt article that had you in it recently. And so one of the men in it was talking about like the maternal feeling that he got holding the babies. I wonder how many people experience that maternal feeling versus just, you know, loving to have it. I've seen it. My brother, my brother cannot hold them. He's, um, two years younger than me. He's like, I will not hold your damn doll because it makes me want to have another kid. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Cause I do not get that feeling when I hold that. Yeah. Doll, I think okay? you're too involved with the process. Like once you take it out of the oven, you know what I mean? It's different. <laughs> you know where it mm -hmm. came from. I'm done. It's like, yeah. yeah you know I'm how like, the sausage is made. Those, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have the, you know, we have a 16 year old. We're like, yeah, no, you, these grow up. <laughs> Babies grow up. You know, you don't, it's a doll. Just enjoy it. Wait, uh, you have a 16 year old? Yes. Uh huh. And what, is, uh, what does she think or, or, or he <laughs> think of the, uh, of the dolls? She's a he. Uh, she's a he. <laughs> Nowadays, totally fair. It's, tw it's 2019. Yeah. You don't it's know. It's true, true. No, she's a she. She's really girly. Um, she is just like, has a doll sold? I need uh, acne cleaner. <laughs> has a doll sold? I need some shoes. It's all business. <laughs> um, now, when it first started, when she was little, you know, she was seven. So I was having fun. Like when I first got into it, of course, it's like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. You know, you can't stop talking about it. You can't stop changing your damn dog. Cause it's so fun. It's just the new sport. And she would kind of get jealous when she was little. And then, um, she would get a little older, like maybe around 10. She'd be like, why do the dolls get so many new clothes? But I only get a couple outfits. I'm like, well, tell me where I can get a three piece outfit for you for 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now, you know, she actually utilizes it. She's like, Hey, you know, um, I want to do this. And I'm like, Hey, you know, I will only cover that because this sounds ridiculous. If you want to do that, you're going to have to make a doll and sell it. And she's like, ah. so she makes dolls under my direction oh. and makes money to do, you know, like if, I mean, we take care of the kid, you know, don't get yeah. me wrong. But if let's just say I just upgraded her phone, cause this has happened and 
the new iPhone comes out. Of course she wants a new iPhone. I'm like, you're going to have to <laughs> pay that off, <laughs> you know? So like, you know, we're not like work for your school clothes. <laughs> she has an old school apprenticeship. It's- I like it. Well, I was reading about that study that was done with high school kids, how they, you were given a baby, like when I was growing up and you would take it home and that was supposed to deter yeah. you from wanting a baby. But actually the new studies are saying it actually <laughs> makes you want a baby. <laughs> really? <So> maybe, yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous somebody needs to they need to babysit for the freaking weekend (laughs) yeah a real baby i hear i hear babysitting an an actual live baby is like the best birth control (laughs) yeah uh yeah just make sure to have it overnight and at least 48 hours yeah so you get all the temperaments but i think people that message me and they're like okay can you um make me i want a doll i want it to blink i want it to cry i want it to eat i want it to poop and pee i'm like a real baby you either want to yeah, have a kid or contact a movie specialist because this is not my wow. line. <laughs> it's not just kids asking for this. These are adults. I'm like, right. really? It blows my mind. But but they're asking you for something that you can't provide. So it's a, it's a little silly and they're a little ignorant of that. But if you teamed up with a robotics person to marry the artistry of your dolls with oh like gosh. mechanical functions and and guys i am not connecting the the, the reborns with uh the real yeah, dolls but thinking. in our interview with sex robe about sex robots it was like <laughs> real dolls which were sex dolls and then they brought in a robotics company to make them talk and and do things and so you know, that's what no, that is. We can keep it G, guys, but I'm looking for <laughs> connections, okay? Yeah, let's keep it G. Yeah, we don't really want to endorse fucking babies, okay? Um, but to have it, like, oh poop Sorry. and pee, it needs to, like, have... You, you would either need to put it in the baby for that to happen. I guess if you... Yeah. yeah. Now, there are things called silicone dolls, but they start at about $3,000, and they have put a tube from their mouth to their, you know vagina wow. or whatever and they can make it where it looks like it drinks the bottle um it, it's just another form of making money for them but people don't realize you just can't go into a cloth body doll because you know it's gonna get wet well then you put it in the oven <laughs> and you can't dry it off yeah mm-hmm. dry it up <laughs> yeah it catches fire because of the cloth body way to go Allie way to go <laughs> Well, speaking of viral, can you tell us about that video that has 30 million views? Almost 30 million. I hate that video. Okay, that video, I hate it. Blew my mind. It's so funny. Blew my mind when that video started doing that viral shit. Um, Because I was like, this has to be one of the lamest versions of my poop explosion videos I've ever created. And I was just like, who the hell is watching this? You know, because I'm like, it just was skyrocketing. We were like, it took a couple months though. Okay. And all of a sudden I was like, what is going on? Cause my YouTube was paying me, I think uh, maybe 1500 and one month I go to check it and it says $4,000. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. I don't know. You know, cause like I said, I'm doing YouTube by an accident. So I've not researched this stuff at all. Okay. I just know I get paid. I don't really know how, but watch my videos. And, um, so I'm like, Jackie, she's like, well, let's see if it pays out that. And it paid it out. And I didn't pay much attention to it. The next month it says $6,000. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then I get contacted 
by the doctor's network and they're like, Oh my God, you have this huge YouTube. I'm like, what? There's only like 25,000 people here. <laughs> what huge YouTube do I have? They wanted me there. And I, I, it, I don't know why it went viral. It's really weird because I've re I've tried to remake that, recreate it. And I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I just sat out and made a video and that one went viral. <laughs> Do you videos. have any theories why? I mean, have you connected with the viewers, the the audience there? You know, um, no. The only theory I can have is that I have a couple other videos who ha they have like over 5 million and 10 million views. And um, they're poop videos, but they're better ones. Um, and so I think the titling of poop in there and then the thumbnail and it's not real poop. It's baby food. Yeah. Let me please clarify this. <laughs> <laughs> it's baby food, Nutella, or peanut butter. Just depends upon the color and the day. <laughs> Nutella is always the way to go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> when I've had to do fake poop on stage, I've used Nutella, and that's uh, not a joke. I can confirm. Okay, well... You you know, I'm glad that I'm not doing the fake poop on stage. No, no, no. It's a little different. Um, it's still disturbing, <laughs> but it's not quite what you're thinking. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, because when I saw the two girls one podcast, I was like, WTF. Yeah, like, I'm not talking to these assholes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like, is this a sex show they want me on? That was where my mind went. No So basically, basically you're saying people are into poop videos on the internet. Yes, yes, they are. Twisted, huh? Uh, my own theory here is that there is something you did not intend about this particular video. There is something about the way people are reacting to you or the baby or the poop that is... Uh, eliciting a very um, emotional or visceral response that in some ways you can't manufacture in in mm -hmm. other videos. It, it just happened to have happened in this one video. And also like this thing get, roll, get, gained traction and the algorithm's like, this is hot, so we're going to serve to more and more people. And then yeah. that snowball just goes on forever. Um, that's And it's hard to identify why this specific thing. It, it really is. I mean, you sit here and you're just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you're like why you try to recreate it down to it it's just it doesn't happen but yeah, yeah. it's very true the chemistry in that video and maybe re-watching it i might learn something hey we could have another 30 i hope that for you <laughs> we would love to hear just a little bit more about the audience some of the reactions you've gotten online i know you mentioned trolls but like the good and the bad of like who this online community is I would love to know who the online community is really, because I look at it and I'm like, there cannot be that many like reborn people, almost three, 400,000. Right. You know? And I find that recently I have been, um, really coming out more as myself and not being so reserved on my channel, uh, you know, still keeping it family friendly, but I've been noticing people commenting and they're just like, I found your video in my, um, the suggested videos and they watched it and they're just like, I just like that you're funny. And so, but the crowd, I have a really large adult base and then I do have a good sized children base, but they're just, they're very interactive is the thing with my crowd. So they're a lot of maintenance. In what ways? <laughs> uh, I have to say, and my YouTube like they just love my attention. They want to chat with me. They want to see me interacting. And when I'm not like, you know, being like commenting with them, they kind of get very sad and, and offended. And it, 
we have a very family, like it's a very family oriented crowd. It's like, it's crazy. It's a blessing, but sometimes it's, it's a lot of work, you know, cause there's a lot of them, but I like to make them feel as if they know every aspect of my life and they're just, we're family. And so when they meet me in person, they're like, Oh my God, you're, you're the same person online. And I just feel like I know you and we could just be friends. We're like, you know, it's, I love, they just love being so Close, no, we did a whole episode on that. So don't worry about it. Parasocial relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So I give them, I really, I mean, I, I don't make a lot of money with YouTube. I mean, I make like 1500 a month. It just pays my rent, but that doesn't matter to me. What matters is, is just people being happy and having fun. And the messages that I get that people are just like, I had a horrible day at work and I came home and saw your video and it really just turned my day around and school. And I've had a lot of people come out with their sexuality because they see how comfortable I am. And so I put a lot of hard work into it because of them, even though the money's small and I make many different ways that they can socialize with me because I want them to know they're valued and they are important in this world where it's really hard to feel important because there's so much negativity, you know? And so I do what I can, even though I I don't get much payback, but I get a lot of payback from their happiness and that's the reward is worth it. So well on that note. Yeah. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for taking the time to speak with us. Damn, we were on here 47 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. That was really wonderful. Shoot, that was fast. And that time flies when you're having fun putting babies in an oven. That's right, Ellie. <laughs> and you're not too far to come over here and make your own little video and share it somewhere else. I'm curious. I'm curious. I would like to hold one. I know I always say it, but actually, like... <laughs> I'm just so curious about like holding something that's not real and having feelings for it, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think when it, when it looks that real, it probably triggers emotions. I don't know because I'm these... dead inside, but I think it would trigger I know. emotions. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like all these hormones might start racing through your body and I don't know. <laughs> also, they are, I know we keep stressing this, but they're hyper realistic. Like it's beyond real. Like it's actually like off putting how real they, they're, they're staring into your soul. So I'd like to get my yep, hands that's on it. one. They're staring <laughs> into your soul. Yeah. Yeah. And into your ovary. <laughs> oh my, my soul's in know. my ovary. Yeah. I hold real babies and I don't feel much, so I don't think I'm personally the kid. What? What? You don't feel you don't feel anything? I mean I'm like, cool, it's a baby. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they're better when they get older. Like Amelia's obviously pretty fun. I really I was very excited to meet her. <laughs> That's Matt's child, just so we're clear. Yes. Is Arthur doing shit yet? Yeah, he's having a good time. That's They're good. so hard and diff- it's just a, it's a really tough time. Like you love them and everything and it's the most amazing experience, but it mostly sucks except for this love. And then as they get older, it's mostly pretty great. And only the, the, the percentage of suck to greatness gets way less, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. On a sliding scale. If you held this baby, would you want another? We, no, we just don't want any more and we're very firm sure? on that. Yeah. You, held the baby? you don't know, There's you don't there? know, maybe yeah. if you held it, you don't know. But also like we have access to babies if we want them. Like we have friends and family who yeah, have babies. So like one. if I yeah. want to hold a <laughs> baby, I, I, could, I could hold a baby. I don't need to make one in the oven. My twin's having a fucking baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. right? It's going to pop out soon. Anywho, I really enjoyed that interview. What I really liked most about it personally is that I 
thought this shit was pretty weird and then fucking loved her and heard more about it. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's like collecting baby dolls. People like to collect baby dolls. That's always been true. She normalized yeah. it. The weirdest thing about Stephanie, she didn't know what YouTube was. <laughs> but that's okay, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, that one so I don't true. understand. But <laughs> so true. Yeah. But All I right. that. I'm on board. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's the show. This show in a nutshell, you make hyper-realistic baby dolls. Cool, cool. You don't know what YouTube is? You're fucked up. <laughs> This yeah, is no, that's, weird, man. <laughs> Jen's right. That was the only part where I was like, how is this possible? The rest, got it. Put it in the oven. Got it. <laughs> Fill it with glass. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> On board. <laughs> All right. We got to cool. get out of here, but uh, right. I do have a few new reviews oh. to read for you. Oh, no. Oh. I'm scared. Last time this didn't go well for me. <laughs> I'm scared. I feel like they're going to turn the tables now on me. <laughs> All right, if you are got? listening to this show in your favorite podcast app and your podcast app of choice has a review tool, do us a favor. Uh, leave a rating, a review, you know, the number of stars out of whatever and uh, write a little note because A, we might read it on the show, but B, when people check out a new show, they like to see the reviews. And if you like the show, it helps other people discover the show. So we appreciate it. This is a new review on Stitcher. Uh, from Anonymous. They did not give their name. The title is, How Does This Only Have One Review? And this is a five-star review. Love this show and the personalities of these two ladies and the producer. Very real talk with enthusiasm and interesting topics that actually apply to real people, not just old, wrinkly people or young hipster idiots. Parentheses, <laughs> edit, I didn't say idiots originally. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you from Thank you to Anonymous on Stitcher for that lovely five-star review wow oh, i survived unscathed <laughs> <laughs> old wrinkly what people and young hipster I think, idiots i think they're just saying like it's, it's not for, like for a rage click show and it's, it's for not everybody. for yeah, old yeah. white dudes it's for everybody unless you, know, you have it's wrinkles for it's for normals yeah yeah okay got no, it no i think awesome. it's, if you have wrinkles <laughs> it's for everybody okay got it <laughs> here's another one on apple podcast from rob h rob hsm uh, this is a five-star review titled, It's Time. Oh, shit. Dot, dot, dot. I've been a podcast listener for many years. I enjoy many different genres. As the medium has grown, it's become apparent to me that there are way too many podcasts now. And and I agree with that statement. Yes. Uh, that's me talking, not the, not the reviewer. Congress should be aware of this atrocity and remove 90% of them. <laughs> As for the remainders... Two Girls, One Podcast should be included. Yes. Oh my God, cut, I love guys. that. This is a very engaging podcast that I look forward to each week. The topics are quite unique. I probably have taken the time to give a podcast an actual rating maybe twice before in my life. I don't do it often, obviously, but this podcast has made me motivated to do so. So... This is a, quote, general rating for the series and not one specific topic per se. This podcast is an absolute winner. So there, it's time I finally write my review. Uh, well, thank you for taking the time. These warm my heart. I'll remember my cold, that one. dead heart. Totally. Yes. She feels nothing at babies, but give her a good review and she feels everything. <laughs> Hashtag yeah, narcissism. <laughs> 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 sure. Uh, all right. Well, everybody... 
please keep in touch if with us. If you've ever put a baby in an oven, tweet us. No, what? What? <laughs> you can do that at June Bugger, J O O N Bugger, or at Allie Gold. A L L I G O L D. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. That number is 347 8716548. That number again, 347 And you can join us in our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Come on in, join the fun, join the conversation with people who listen to the show and us. Um, and Ali, if they want to contribute, how do they do that? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. In exchange for your contribution, you get some perks. But it's not a baby. Just kidding. Yeah, no, it's not a baby. That's are <laughs> so expensive. We can't get those out. Yeah. Well, yeah. at the $5,000 Patreon level, you could get a reborn. I think we could make the economics yeah, of that work. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Cool, cool, cool. 5000 bucks, you get a reborn. You heard it here. You're Down. welcome. Or you could just go visit Stephanie's and... site and buy it at its normal price, which I recommend. That's correct. All right, all of you real babies, fake babies, everyone out there, we'll see you next time. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. Then wheeled around in a stroller at the local Target. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Additional editing for this episode by Colin Burke. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. The toast upper downer handle can move up and down.